You're listening to the 10-Minute Think-Through, a to-the-point conversation about the Bible, theology, and current events. A few weeks ago, the movie Incredibles 2 came out in theaters, and uh, you probably have seen it, especially if you have kids. It's a really fun movie, a good family flick for the summer, and today we wanted to talk about uh, what is a, a lesson that we can learn from Incredibles 2 about family? So if you've seen it, great. If not, we'll try to be light on spoilers today. Uh, it's uh, if, Just to give you a little bit of a brief premise, the, the Incredibles are a, a group of superheroes, all with superpowers, who are also a picture of uh, a real modern family. So you have dad and mom, three children, and each of them has their own different superpower. And so, you know, at, at first blush, just the on the on the real surface of things, you can see that sometimes there's some tension when you have a group of people who each have a different gift set or gift mix to bring to the table. And so I actually am, am really impressed by this. I really like this idea because I think a lot of, a lot of times we think that uniformity or like the homogenization of like everyone having to have the same personality in order to get along is the key to unity. But real unity comes when there's a, like a difference that's, complementary or appreciated about one another so that we not just replicate or clone you know what we see in somebody else but that God is giving us given each of us real specific gifts to use to his glory yeah that's true um also to that point what I really like is in the movie they show each character not only has a different personality and not only has a different superpower they have different goals so you see uh you know Violet for example is uh she's interested in a boy at school and trying to figure out like navigate that complexity and and Dash wants to be an athlete and Mr. Incredible wants to be a really good stay-at-home dad and um and Helen Parr the mom she wants to be really good at her job they all have different goals but like you're saying they are like complementary to each other. I think this is a really good, this film, also the first one, is a really good picture of a family who you have different personalities, you have different skill sets, you have different goals. At the end of the day, the most important thing that you do is support and love each other. And that is kind of a takeaway for me um, for, from this movie was um, if you, you know, this is so plain because they're superheroes, but if you want to change the world, one of the most effective things you can do is love your family and and support your family. Brett, would you agree with that? I would. I you know to keep playing off your first point. I think it's really great to see parents who are not just trying to live out their glory years through their kids. Um, and so, if you are going to be an agent of change in the world, it begins by wanting to be a faithful member of your family. And this is not just for moms and dads. This is for for anyone. Like if you are. Uh, if you're a member of a family and you're a, a son, you're the daughter. Um, you don't. You you're not. You're unmarried. Um, I think God is still calling you to be first a missionary at home, to be famous at home. But that doesn't happen when you just want to fit in. I think there's a difference between fitting in and being faithful. And so, um, so changing whatever, uh, be it the world or your your community, it begins by starting with the people who know you the most. In you know, in the story of the Incredibles, specifically you have a an, ant- an antagonist and you have protagonists and you have obviously the fact that you, there's something on a global scale they're trying to accomplish. Um, but whenever you really dig down into it, it's not necessarily um, Mr. Incredible's uh, greatest issue it isn't necessarily to tackle the the evil villain in the in the story. It's to handle his daughter's boy issues instead. And so it seems like it maybe speaks more towards the real issues of life. Kind of maybe start in the home as well. 
um, not necessarily in a negative sense, but they're the ones that really do tax you the most or the ones that take the most amount of effort and intentionality. You know, his, uh, his massive amounts of, of strength uh, are, are not enough uh, to overcome the complexity of having to deal with his daughter's relationship issues. Or uh, as Jack-Jack, the baby uh, of the family, begins to develop uh, throughout the story, begins to develop new superpowers, the family has to learn to adapt to those, which is, I think, speaks really specifically towards discovering uh, just kind of attributes and characteristics of people in relationship as, as people begin to develop and as, uh, as people begin to grow, so do their characteristics and so do their attributes. And I think that it speaks to the complexity of those are the things in life that are really challenging. Um, it's, it's not quite as difficult to step out and do something hard as it is to, to accomplish that within the family. One of the fears that I have, um, just as a dad who, uh, I'm in full-time, uh, ministry is it feels like pastor's kid has so many negative connotations to it and so um, everybody has their little joke that they want to make and and a lot of it is rightfully earned you know for sure but at the same time um, I think that uh, a few years ago we read a book Jared you definitely remember this Jameson you remember this uh, called um, Drawing the Circle by Mark Batterson, is that right? Circle, Circle maker. maker. Circle maker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, interesting book. Uh, some curious elements. And one of the things I thought was really, really cool. My takeaway from it was, he talked about going out and spending some time and saying, "All right, here are the three main things that I think God really wants me to do. These are like the three, you know, I'm going to die on these hills." And at the time, I thought that's a really cool exercise to do. So I remember going out and doing that. And one of the ones that I felt like the Lord really clearly spoke to me and said was, "Brett, I I want you to be famous at home, and to not wow. and to not like worry about whatever platform, whatever stage comes in any other area of life. But like, I want you to be famous at home with your wife and at and at the time, just the, the one daughter, but now two. And so I think that it's easy for me to go the other way and to th- right. and to just come home with leftovers, mm-hmm. or to come home and think. I can make an excuse for the way I interact with my kids based on the evidence that's elsewhere in my life, be it ministry, relationship, anything else. But I think that an aspect that I love about this is it doesn't matter what your superpower is or what you accomplish outside the walls of the home if the people who you are primarily called to shepherd are suffering. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, it's incredible. There's a lot Incredible. wrong. Incredible. <laughs> we, we need a little, you know, but lighthearted sh- moment. Yeah. We, there's a lot, there are a lot of problems uh, in our, our culture today, and they're easy to find. You turn on a TV or you open up your phone, and you are immediately aware of the things that are wrong, and um, they're probably louder than ever. The things that are wrong are just are so in our face all the time. And what I appreciated about this movie is it's similar. I mean, I think that's by intention. You know, there are corrupt politicians, for example, in The Incredibles 2. And um, the way that the family is dealing with those kinds of things, it's not that, you know, we are called to ignore social problems. But the, the truth is, like, we have to commit to our family unit first. Because unless, like, if our if our family isn't functioning as best as it can, then as a family, we're not going to be able to contribute to the problems of society. We're not going to be able to minister the gospel effectively. You know, if people are looking at the way that I treat Jill and they see some hypocrisy between that and this self selfless love that Jesus preaches, 
that's going to do more harm than good in terms of spreading the gospel. Um, so to me, like an incredible lesson, ah, there it is again from this movie is you have to start with your family. Like if you, like you're saying, Brett, gosh, it's so encouraging. Like be famous at home. Uh, make that like the thing that you are known for being a great dad and being a great husband. That's incredible. It's also like, gosh, I got to stop saying that word. Now I'm super hyper aware of saying that word, but it's really convicting for as, as children as well. Um, it's not just, you know, parents to children or parents to spouses. It's, I think, uh, as children and as a, a sibling as well, like your commitment to, to multiple people. Is it a stretch here? I'm going to really, really go for this metaphor here, but is it a stretch to, to say that when we think about the only real superpower, this sort of like outside of our natural set of of gifts and abilities, the only real one of those that might exist in our world today, could we call that like a a social media influence? Is that that such a stretch? Am I really, uh, let me, so I have a point to make. Okay. (laughs) So the reason I say that is, um, however your reach, however wide that is, however much influence you have online, that doesn't solve problems in the home. And so like when you can, when it comes home and it's time for you to have a, a honest conversation to confront and in love or to give grace when they don't deserve it, n- none of your superpowers per se, or none of like the influence that you, you have or fame that you have because of what is true about you, that doesn't matter. What matters is your ability to be Jesus to somebody in the moment, to speak with grace and truth to whatever is going on. And sometimes I think especially if you are in in ministry, sometimes it's in spite of what other people know about you. There's like a real human quality that your family needs to see in you. Yeah, and as a parent, it's so obvious because when you talk about what you invest your time in, all work is temporary. Everything we work towards in terms of our jobs and school and athleticism, all accomplishments, they're you know, they're going to last for a couple of years and then that's it. They're done. And um, I think when, as a parent, you have an opportunity to shape not only another human, but to point another soul towards Jesus. And so you have the opportunity to build the kingdom of God and to faithfully shepherd a, a human into Jesus's presence. And that's something that matters. That's something that actually has long-term consequences. Um, I mean, I uh, had an opportunity to gather with extended family this week and was just made so aware of like the impact of, of one family member, you know, three generations, four generations removed from me I had on hundreds of people in the family because of their faithfulness to Jesus. And that's something that will far outlast everything that we can ever work towards. And so um, for me, I, I definitely want to be aware of what it means to actually have a legacy and what the kind of work that really does matter in eternity. Well, and I think too, what we're looking at is a pretty significant goal that we are trying to reach here um, in terms of uh, really our purpose in life is the, you know, the spread of the gospel and, the, and building the kingdom. And that's a really, really lofty goal. Uh, it's something that um, that is it's a lot to accomplish. And so I think the point is not so much just to start at home, but to also recognize that starting at home is going to increase your 
uh, your ability to do that well. Uh, so if you, as as we see in the story of The Incredibles 2, uh, it's not just Mr. Incredible or uh, his wife on their own trying to overcome the obstacle. It's they realize that by starting as a family, it's now the five of them as a team doing it. Right. And so I think that it's imperative to realize like it's not just about separating those entities of life and saying I'm going to start at home and then also have effect outside of the home. It's the impact and the effect that you create inside of your family that then creates your family uh, as a team and as a unit to have impact outside as well. That's true. This is also really biblical because one of the qualifications for uh, for eldership, for spiritual leadership, is a home where you have you are married to one person, meaning that you take your relationship with your wife seriously, so you steward that well, and also that you have children who relatively listen to what you say. Not perfect, praise the Lord, but like the <laughs> relatively speaking here. And so Jesus would take family so seriously so to the point we're saying, if you are going to shepherd other people, first we have to see that you can shepherd your home well. Yeah. Yeah. So really powerful stuff. Uh, it's, I, I'm probably the best person to be able to take a Pixar movie and to want to flesh it out in, in a podcast episode about the Bible. Is this the most serious conversation about the Incredibles? Let's say so. Maybe ever. Yeah. So I, if, if you good. have other Pixar movies you'd like me to talk about, you know, find me. Could be a whole tweet at podcast. Me. I would be delighted to. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 10-Minute Think-Through. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes or Android podcast store. You can find all of our episodes and submit a topic request on our website, 10minutethinkthrough.com.